Money. We all want more of it, and we can't figure out why we can't seem to keep it. If you're interested in how your money mindset is affecting your behavior with money, then stay tuned. Hi, I'm Shel Bernardi, the Wholeness Guide, and in today's episode of Wholeness at Work, I want to talk to you about five mindset shifts that you can make that will turn you into a money genius. Now, terms and conditions apply, of course, because it takes a very long time for us to really interrogate our core beliefs around money. If we don't start learning how to connect our head and our heart when it comes to money management, we'll always feel stuck. Now, your money mindset is made up of your attitudes, your beliefs, your values, and your behavior with money. So we can start to see that it's already a complex reality. Our inner world and our belief system when it comes to money is often unconscious or subconscious. And so we don't always know why we do what we do when it comes to money. My own relationship with money has been very turbulent, if I could put it very mildly. I was in debt for 20 years of my life. And I still have to fight feeling regrets about my bad money choices in my past. Often we can turn our pain (laughs) into power. And that's why I wrote my book, The Wholeness Revolution, Living Beyond the Pain and Reclaiming Your Power. So I am in the process of analyzing what I'm thinking about money so that I can assess whether my beliefs are limiting or if they are liberating. When I was in debt, I had to start thinking about why I was getting into debt. I had to identify those limiting beliefs around money and start changing them. And often we can't just swap out a belief. It's very deeply inculcated into our being. We often don't even know that it's there. Our money behaviors are starting to form at around age three. And by age seven, the research shows our money habits are established. Think about your earliest childhood memory. Can you remember what you were thinking about at age seven? Probably not. And so there are many factors that have gone into the development of our attitude with money. One thing that I've noticed in our training groups and coaching sessions is that often our belief about rich people really is at the core of what is sabotaging our own belief about money. Our concept of wealth and richness and worth and work, all of these things really go into play. So if we believe that rich people are evil, then and we see ourselves as a good person, then subconsciously we'll never allow ourselves to be what we deem as rich because we don't want to be perceived as being bad. Now that's one core belief that has perhaps evolved over time. Your narrative around money has been influenced by many societal factors. But the purpose of the podcast is not to go into that. It's to start looking at what kind of mindsets can help me liberate my thinking when it comes to money. So the first one I want to share with you is, I'm creating my own financial reality. This is a mindset shift that we can make. We perhaps believed in the past that, you know, I grew up in a poor family or I grew up in a rich family and this is just the way it is. And we don't often realize that when we get into adulthood, 
we need to start taking back that script. So I'm creating my own financial reality is a challenging one because it's easier to blame our past. It's easier to blame the culture. It's easier to blame any number of factors when it comes to our financial reality. But it's also empowering because if I'm creating my financial reality, then I can upgrade it if I'm not happy with what it is. I had to start using my imagination when it came to getting out of debt because I had to firstly accept that I got myself into debt. And that's a hard one, isn't it? We don't want to take responsibility because it's easier to outsource blame. It's harder to accept responsibility. So mindset number one is I'm creating my own reality, which also means I'm allowing people to put a price tag, for example, on the work that I do. So perhaps currently, depending on where you are in your current career path, perhaps you're starting out and you kind of have to take what, you know, the the offering salary is for an entry-level job. But as you grow your skill sets, as you start increasing your market value, you can start creating the value that you bring to the hour. You can start increasing that value to the hour that you bring into the workplace. So it can be a very liberating reality when you start owning that I am creating my own financial reality. Number two, and this is very challenging too, money isn't evil. I'll repeat that. (laughs) Money isn't evil. Money isn't evil. Money isn't good. Money is neutral. Money takes on the characteristic and nature of the person that is currently owning that money. So we put our own energy onto money. Money is a blank slate. So if we think that money is evil, we want to try and avoid money as much as possible. But if we see money as a tool to help me build the life that I want to build, then we take away the emotion around money and we put it into its proper place of money can solve money problems. Money can pay the bills. Money can help me to plan for my future. Money can take care of practical needs because money isn't evil. There may be many narratives around money that you have to maybe interrogate. If you have a subconscious belief that money is evil, you are going to hate or resent, maybe hate is a strong word, resent people that have perhaps more money than you, who drive a better car than you. Because if money is evil and they have it, then by osmosis, they're also evil people. So you see how that could be problematic. I'm not saying that people don't do bad things in money. Of course they do. But then you can be someone that does good things with money because you're a good person. Money isn't evil. Mindset shift number three. It's okay for me to have more money. I'll repeat. It's okay for me to have more money. This mindset shift will have to help us interrogate what we feel is too much or not enough or maybe I'm being greedy by wanting more. If you grew up in a in a world where money was always scarce and you learned to get by and you became very industrious and creative in meeting your needs and you became okay with not having a lot of things, you can maybe also decide that I don't need more money. And that can be helpful or harmful. So you have to decide. Remember, anything around personal finances has to actually help you to get to the life that you want to build. 
So if not having more money at the moment serves your purpose, great. But I'm assuming that having a bit more money is going to give you more choices, more freedom. Having more money could mean that you can do extra activities for your child at school. It can mean that you go for a really good holiday with your family. It can mean that you can give to causes that you feel passionate about. So having more money is okay. There's a lot to be said for contentment. Learning how to be content, whether we have a lot of money or have a little money, can be a really important life skill because There could be a pandemic. We can get suddenly retrenched and we have to live on less than we used to before. So it's great to be resilient. But if you can make that choice, knowing what you would do with more money is very helpful because it then gives money a purpose in your life. If you're able to pay the rent and able to pay a bill and you don't have debt, that's a great place to be. But you want to be able to build wealth for your family, to leave an inheritance for your children's children. That's all good and noble ambitions. So it's okay for you to have more money. It doesn't make you bad or greedy. It means that you have a purpose for the money and the things you want you to do. The fourth mindset shift is when I improve my money management, my whole life improves. When I improve my money management, my whole life improves. I noticed that when I started looking at my relationship with money and really started interrogating the core beliefs about money that I had, that shift that I made in learning how to budget, in spending cash for things, in delayed gratification, in all of these things that I was doing with money had a positive impact on the way that I would manage my time, for example, because I was learning some life skills that I could apply in other areas of my life. It also helped my husband and I to have more honest conversations. So improving my money management means that I can improve my life and manage my life better because as the wholeness guide, I see everything as interconnected because I've seen it in my life. I know that it works. When I was able to pay my bonus that I got at one of my jobs into my car loan, that was massive for me. I did not believe that I could ever do something like that. The previous Cheryl, the shopaholic Cheryl, she would have just gone on a spending spree. I already knew what clothes I, would, I was going to buy. But being able to have the discipline and take that positive action, I was proud of myself. I actually was helping myself and helping my future. So you know what? That built my confidence. Also, during the time that I was paying off my debt, I was working as a fundraiser and I always had that sense of guilt that I wasn't managing my own money well and yet here I was raising millions of rands for other people. And so as I got healthier in the way that I managed my own money, I felt more confident and more proud of when I achieved my financial targets at work because I thought, hey, I'm really stewarding my money well. And so by doing that and seeing the value of money, I'm able to steward the donor's money much better because I could see what money could do now. I was getting a much deeper sense of my purpose, even at work. Again, everything's interconnected. So get better with your money and you'll start to see that other areas in your life improve. Money mindset number five. My worth is not equal to my bank account. My worth is not equal to my bank balance. 
if we are only measuring our success and our self-worth based on our current bank balance, we will always feel like we are lacking something. You, when you were born, people celebrated, the people cried, they were joyful, they saw this perfect, precious, priceless human being coming into the world. And along the way, we lose some of that feeling of being valuable and precious and priceless. But that has not changed. You are still you. You are still valuable and precious and worthy. So when you see yourself as already being valuable, when you see yourself as already being worthy, then you aren't trying to get that sense of self-worth from a new car or a promotion or a new house. Operating from a sense of worthiness and a sense of value helps us to create value in the world and that increases our earning potential. When I start seeing my value in the workplace, knowing I can solve this problem and being confident in what I can bring to the marketplace, that increases my value in the marketplace because I know that this is who I am. This is what I'm worth. And owning that worth can help you build your income, but it doesn't have to be determined by your income. What if money can be the tool for the life that you want to build? Once you have a larger sense of your ultimate life purpose, you start to see money very differently. You start asking the question, and this is what I encourage my coaching clients to do, is start asking the question, in order to live this life that I want to live, my ultimate life purpose, how much money do I need to make this happen? How do I have to improve the way that I manage money to make this happen? You see, now money has a purpose. It's not just money pays my bills or I'm waiting for payday or I'm, I can't make any professional moves because I'm stuck in debt. Where money was an impediment, it can now be something that propels you toward your purpose. Isn't that magnificent? Isn't that exciting? Money has a purpose. Money can help you move forward when you know what you're living for. Money can be that mechanism to help you build the highest goals that you have for your life. We don't have to be defined or doomed by money. We can define its use and functionality in our lives. I'm not sure where you are right now in your money journey. Maybe you are desperately stuck in debt and you want to get a way out. Maybe you are on some level of being able to master your money, but you need to figure out a way to be more inspired about saving and investing for your future. Or you're thinking about making a career shift and you're scared about the financial implication that that's going to cost you. Wherever you are right now, your mindset around money can definitely get healthier, can definitely get stronger and help you to actually serve your current purpose. So I'll go through these five mindset shifts once again. One, I'm creating my own financial reality. Two, money isn't evil. It helps me to serve my life's purpose. Three, it's okay for me to have more money. Four, if I can improve my money management, the other areas of my life will also improve. And five, my worth is not equal to my bank account. There might be some money mindset shifts that you've had to make over the years or thinking about making. I'd love to hear that. Please reach out on social media. If you've been enjoying these podcasts and are inspired by them, please click on the support podcast button. 
I want to see you mastering money because if you master money, it gives you confidence that you can master other areas of your life too. I hope this podcast inspired you. Reach out on social media and let me know. Have a wonderful day.